You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's the Dad Bod Golf Pod. We got Kyle, Nate, Ben, and a very special guest, uh, former Auburn golfer and tour pro, Wells Paget. What's up, Wells? How's it going, man? Hey guys, going good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to sharing some fun stories and uh, just talking about some golf and you know all, all that stuff. Throw all that loyalty <laughs> stuff out when we ask you to tell stories. To throw all the loyalty stuff at you. Yep. Nobody is safe. All right. We need dirt. We nobody need has dirt. been. Nobody's been safe thus far. At dirt all on everybody. Yeah. I can't get any more punishment workouts anymore. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Game. It's like all right. I gotta go ahead. I just gotta say I don't like talking about. You know, we're we're from Auburn. I don't like to talk about an Auburn podcast, but you're you're free now, so you can, this is kind of like the the surface where Nick Saban likes to tell <laughs> these nuts jokes. You're free now. You're free now. Like you're you can, free. You, you're free no now to throw everybody. You can say whatever you want to say. So it's it's kind of like that. With, so within reason, we can't hurt within, recruiting. We don't want to get that phone call yeah. either from from Nick before it's all said and done with. <laughs> That's no, awesome. That. No. That's awesome. So, uh, Wells, like, uh, you know. We've interviewed a couple of your old teammates and, and things like that. Uh, and we always ask them uh, because we're always curious. You know, we started playing golf. Um, I didn't start playing golf until after college. And uh, I don't know much about – I think Ben was kind of the same sort of story. And uh, Nate's played for, you know – College as, is what – college what turned me on to it. Because exactly. Because I, I exactly. found out you could, you could take golf in college. As a class. And then at the same <laughs> time that I was in the golf class, they opened up Moore's Mill – and there was no initiation fee. And for 120 bucks a month, you could play unlimited golf with a cart. That's sick. What was that, like 1972? That also, <laughs> that also, that, that also is at the same time that my parents were on the phone with me every night wondering what the hell was going on with my grades because <laughs> they, they, were, they were wondering what all was happening there because 18 holes to 36 holes a day. There wasn't a lot of class happening at any of that whatsoever. <laughs> so how, how, what, like what, when did you kind of get the bug, get the itch? Uh, and uh, how did that whole process go from like your, you growing up to getting to Auburn? Yeah. So, um, I mean, golf's always kind of been in my family, my mom's side, especially like my uncle, he's a, he was a really good golfer growing um, when he was growing up and he's won some club championships but mostly um, just my parents, they bought a house on some on this uh, golf course, at Reflection Ridge in Wichita, Kansas. And uh, just growing up on that golf course, I've always been – I was going out with my dad after he got home from work and just was looking for golf balls in the weeds and stuff. And eventually I would just be out there a lot more with a bunch of my buddies when I was around 9 to 10 is whenever I started getting the bug, um, you'd say. I uh, started playing tournaments and stuff like that and started noticing I was pretty good, pretty fast, and it just kind of – you know, just when you see improvement like that, it really makes you want to keep practicing, right. getting better and better. It's really fun. So that's how, sort of how I started out. Yeah. How old were you when you beat your dad for the first time? Ooh. Oh, oh man. I mean, I don't even like, I was probably around 11 years old. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Around that age. It's like now 17. is your dad, is your dad, I mean, is your dad pretty good? Is your dad a single? Yeah. Your yeah. So I, yeah, right now I'd say he's probably an eight to ten handicap. Sorry, That's fine. Sorry, he's not, not, not the first time. It's okay. not the first time. Just <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So he's an eight to ten handicap right now, but he could definitely, if he started playing more, he could um, he could definitely lower that a little bit. So 
man. So that's yeah, a pride. That's a pride. That's a pride thing right there at eleven. When your eleven year old just waxes. Yeah. You wait a wait a minute. Yeah, now. Was, this from the, was this from the same tease? It doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was playing. He said, yeah, oh, yeah. I was playing the same tees. Nice. I started playing the men's tees at a very early age, and I found that that helped me out a lot. It's kind of so. odd. Nate still hadn't played the men's tees. One day. <laughs> I'm gonna let this dog out real quick. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, I think they wonder. This, I think this, this is the first time. That is the first. This is the first. I love. Yeah. It. Hey. I, by the way, if anybody was wondering, I got into golf when I was like very young age and didn't really improve much at all and <laughs> anyway that's how it goes Nate. i'm sorry man <laughs> so uh like i said we were talking about uh, you said you beat your dad when you're 11 your your first time when you're 11 um one thing that i've never really did you play much uh junior golf did you play a lot of junior golf uh junior golf tournaments things like that growing up yeah so uh now it's called Central Golf Links for Kansas, but it, was, it used to be called a Kansas Golf Association, K, KGA, KJGA. So I did a lot of that growing up. Kind of wonder, I didn't get into AJGA until I was about like 15 years old. So I was pretty late to that. And especially yeah. being in Kansas, like traveling to those tournaments is expensive. And when you're that young, your parents are probably like, hey, like, is this like that serious? Do we need to be doing this? But yeah. Um, yeah. So. What is stuff, small stuff like that early on was kind of big. What is golf? What is golf like in Kansas? Is it? I mean, what are golf the year round? In Kansas, it can't be year round. No, oh, it's cold, it's, so it's cold. not year round. I'd say say you can golf until probably November, and then once kind of December, January comes around, you don't have until on a probably about March. So you have about three four months off where it's kind of hit or miss whether you can play or not. Is it a lot of link style stuff? Like, what is it? It just seems like there's not the terrain would be really flat and not very, not a whole lot going on. You'd think that, but then you come to these courses and mostly like Eastern Kansas, when you get into Northeast Kansas, it's very undulated and hilly. And you'll find courses that you have elevation changes of 10 to 20 yards in some areas. But yeah, there's a lot of link style courses when you head west into Kansas as well. But, I mean, the wind here, it just blows mm-hmm. all the time. So, you find a lot of Kansas guys coming out of high school, they play big, big healthy draws. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, that's kind, of what, that's, kind of what it, that's kind of how I came back, in, came into Auburn. I was hitting really big draws because you got to keep it, get it through that wind all the time. So, it's kind of a Kansas deal. How did you, how did you, well, we'll get there because AU club's not really, uh, not really a draw course. <laughs> so you probably yeah. had to learn a few more shots. Uh, I guess, yeah. I don't know. You, yeah. you, you could still get There's around. Yeah. There's a couple draws. But, uh, hey, so I, I found if you're consistent enough, you can get around anywhere. Yeah. There you go. That's right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so talk about, uh, you're from Wichita, Kansas. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So how does a guy from Wichita, Kansas end up at Auburn, Alabama? Exactly. Okay, so when I was about 13 to 14 years old, I started getting into tournaments outside of Kansas, started traveling a little bit, and the tour I started playing was OJGT, which is an Oklahoma tour, and they get guys from Texas and Arkansas coming in, so you get guys that are going to Arkansas, Oklahoma State, and OU commits and stuff like that, so you're playing against really good competition, and when I was around 15 or 16, I shot 61 in tournament and won. I shot 70-61. And that kind of catches some coaches' eyes whenever they see a 61 right. in a tournament. So 
that that really helped me out um just being able to go low that was i was honestly on 59 watch in that back side and it was pretty nerve-wracking but i was just glad i won the tournament that's what you're there for so <laughs> but yeah and then that kind of catapulted me i won an ajga after that and then i won the big eye now so i kind of got really good at the end of my high school career and that's whenever colleges like texas oklahoma state and auburn start calling and sending uh emails and messages so texas was you know a pretty big deal um you know texas obviously has always been a really big deal uh in, in the golf world you know they had that run with you know you had spieth and uh, was it kramer and hickok yeah. who uh mm-hmm. who got you know had a, a big playoff this year uh that was a, that was a pretty solid team so like yeah, I swear it came out of there. Yeah, um, what um what pushed Auburn, you know, over the edge? Like, how did you end up? You know, you know, they said Joe said they sent him a Twitter DM, and that's kind of how that started. So how <laughs> how did it work with you? How did how did you end up at Auburn versus some of these other, you know, closer uh, golf powerhouses? I guess. Well, I'll tell you what Auburn, like Coach Clenard and Corey, they they did an amazing job recruiting. Like, you'll get, I was getting. Um, handwritten letters like once every week I'd say twice three times a month at least wow and that's just pretty cool from uh from my perspective I'm just like oh they care to do that it's kind of pretty cool and then I mean I took a visit to Auburn and that was the first SEC school and the only SEC school I really looked at because I was kind of looking more big 12 um just because of my location where I live right right and I just loved everything about it and I just I mean, they checked the box on everything, and I just fell in love at first sight. And it, and it also helped that my unofficial visit was the Kentucky basketball game. And, like, we weren't really oh. a legit, like, basketball team, and we beat them. That was in, like, 2016. Yeah. when we stormed the court? Storm the court. Yeah. We stormed the court. I'm like, well, well I have to go here now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I committed about a week, week and a half later. That's awesome. That's wow. awesome. So you get to Auburn, uh, the, your first uh, your first year would be, I guess, if you went to the basketball game in 2016, your first year at Auburn would have been 2017, right? Is that? Yeah. All of 16. Yeah, I graduated high school in 2017. Nice, nice. So you get here and uh, you all have some success really early. Uh, 2018 was a very, very uh, special season. And uh, yeah. talk about that season um, and, like, when y'all kind of knew you had something special because y'all went pretty deep in the uh, NCAA tournament, won the SEC championship. Talk about how – I guess maybe go back to your freshman year. Like, what point did you kind of know you had something special and, uh, you know, when did it kind of all start clicking and things like that? Yeah, well, I mean, going into my freshman year, I wasn't sure, like, how much I was going to play. Like, to be honest, I was like, I know Auburn's really good. Like, they're number one in the country in golf The one of the years before when I was committing. So, I was like, I might not play. I'll pay with that kind of going in. But first qualifier, I play well, and I think I take top two or three and um, qualify. And I just got to a hot start my freshman year. My um, fall season, I placed top 15 in three out of the four events. And then Brandon Mancheno, my roommate, who was my roommate for three and a half years, he yep. was playing well, too. So, like, we're kind of just feeding off each other, like, just, like, we're living together, we're practicing together all the time. 
And uh, so that was kind of a big thing freshman year, I'd say, if you asked him as well. And then we got older guys like Ben Schlotman, Jacob Solomon, uh, Jovan, and Trace Crow. So it was kind of the perfect deal. You know, you got these older guys playing well, and then you got the new guys coming in, kind of bringing fresh energy. And uh, we kind of just rode that all year, and we just played a very similar lineup the whole year and just had very good team chemistry. And we all just loved playing together and traveling together, so that really helped all year. That's, and then, uh, to like I said, then you go into 2018, and that was sort of like the special year with the SEC championship. You go deep in the NCAAs. Uh, Corey tells us a told us a story, and uh, it was about you closing out the SEC championship match against Alabama. And I want you to walk us through, you know, the. I really want you to walk us through where the dude doesn't give you the putt. And then kind of take us to the okay. end. No, I want the beginning. I want even the <laughs> fact that the fact that he's 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 the anchor guy. Like you, I yes, mean, yeah. you're you're the young guy that is. They're they're throwing a lot of this on you, and yeah, it, and then it even started out with fireworks. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, going into that week, like I mean, I've had a good season. I was all SEC freshman team, so I was I had confidence, and I've always had a lot of confidence, and that's what you need in golf if you want to play well. I think so. Coaches knew that, and that's why they were comfortable with putting me in that anchor spot. And I mean, honestly, I thought I didn't. I was like, well, if you guys play well, my point my point won't be needed, but I'll be there right. if you need me. That's kind of the right. deal. So, um, yeah, that's that's basically what the coaches saw, and that's what we went through with all week. And um, I'll I guess I'll go towards that final match, right? You guys? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah. Can, yeah. you can skip yeah. all the rest of it. We just want to hear about the final match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so like the first fourteen holes, like me and Jonathan Hardy, we're playing really good golf, solid golf, like under par, I'd say, around there, playing solid. And on 15, we have um, – it's par five. I hit it on in two, and he's in trouble on the right side. I like my putt up there to, like, four feet for birdie, and he's putting for bogey, and he doesn't give it to me. And so we're, me and my coach were just like, all right, what the heck? Like, it's kind of weird. So I finished, and I kind of, like, lit a little fire in me. I'm just like, all right, like, I'm definitely not going to lose this match now. Like, I mean, like, I got to prove that to him as well. Um, <laughs> 16, we tie with pars, and then 17, I'm one up going in that hole. I'm like, well, I mean, I see a solid par here, right? And it's a tough hole. Birdie's not really in play unless you hit a really good iron shot. I mean, that kid hits one of the best iron shots I've ever seen under pressure, under the gun, and he almost holds it. I mean, people remember watching that. Yeah. I don't know how it didn't fall. So, I mean, seeing that as a competitor, I'm just like, okay, wow. Well, here we go. We're all square going in 18. All my teammates are up there. They finished their matches. We're tied to, too. Like, it's time to go. Like, this is it. So I was really pumped. I wasn't really nervous as I was just really confident. I knew I was prepared. And, I mean, even as a freshman, I knew I was prepared. And I think coaches and my teammates helped helped me feel prepared all season for that. So, but anyway, we both hit our drives. And that rule official comes up to us. And I don't know if this is, like, a normal thing to do. But rule officials come up to players and they go, all right, well, we got this playoff scenario. It'll go to hole one after this. And I'm just like, hey, man, like, this, we're in the middle of a death match here. Like, and first of all, there's not going to be a playoff necessary. Like, this is ending right here. You could, <laughs> uh, that's just could, like, could, he, could he hear it? Could your opponent hear it? 
I mean, I didn't really like look to see if he was there, but I think he was probably like 15, 20 feet away. (laughs) I don't know. That is so strange. Like, Hey, I know this is a very serious and very uh, intense moment right now, but Hey, let's take a second. We're going to have a rules quiz real quick. Like, what are we doing? Let them finish the match. We got plenty of time to talk about the playoff. That's the thing. It's like, it's not like y'all had to be anywhere. Like, could that, that, could that conversation not have happened after you both put it out? Like, I don't don't understand what he was thinking. Like, why would you want to tell two guys like, Hey, when you guys tie, here it is. Like, no, like, let's just play it out and see what happens. Like, yeah. Who's thinking about that? Isn't that like pulling the putter out like while your guy's chipping, Kyle? Like Okay. Yeah. So now now I, I caddied at the forum tour and I'm just trying not to lose things. And my guy's chipping around the fringe and I pull the putter out so I can have it ready. And he's like, Why are you pulling the putter out? I could have hold that. You're you gave up on me already. So that's an inside <laughs> joke. I get it. We get it. Whatever. Yeah. J- joke on me. So all right. So you're in the middle of the fairway. You tell the rules official, hey, shut up. Let yeah. me in. I'm going to end this thing right now. I don't, care. Right now. I don't care if uh, bro, bro over there even hears it. I'm just going to go ahead and let him know it's it's coming. So, sure. all right, talk all right, from there. Tell us what happens. Well, I, he hits his wedge shot short of the green. He's going to have an easy chip up. And then I hit my wedge shot to about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet. Um, kind of a downhill slider right to left. And, I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, this is all kind of just a blur, like, I mean, it all just happened. I was, I mean, when you're in the zone, you're in the zone. You don't really think about anything else. And all I really knew was that putt is about a foot outside right, and it's fast. And uh, so I just went through my normal routine, and uh, I didn't treat it like anything else. I knew, like, I knew it was for the win, but, I mean, I've had so many putts like this in my life for $5 or right. some, other, some other prize, you know, whatever. But, you know, I hit that putt, and it went in, and you guys know the rest. I mean. What about the early walk? When I mean, did you know yeah. it was going? Yeah, in? when, when How did you? Because know? pretty early, pretty early. I mean, it, I mean it, so- it, it, this was this was pre meme. Otherwise, you would be the tiger meme that closed out at the president's cup whenever he, you know, basically yeah. they got him putting <laughs> and walking over and shaking. And he takes his hand. hat off. Yeah, yeah. but even goes like, in the hole. Yeah. That would have been that you. Somebody's got to do that with you because yeah. that was exactly. That's pretty much every time I tell the story. That's what it gets to. It's like man, as soon as it left his putter, he turned around and started celebrating with his teammates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, those greens, I mean, that golf course that week, it's always so pure. And those greens, I mean, if, if you hit it online and you have the right line, it's going to go in, like, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I knew that about three feet out. It was kind of tracking outside the right edge. And I was like, yep, that's money. And I started <laughs> kind of, you know, I mean, it's just like you've been doing that since you were a kid. You've been walking off putts like that, you know, when you're playing with your friends. And, I mean, it just happened to be on a big stage like that. And then um, – and I mean, be able to celebrate my teammates and my coaches. Like, well, I'll never forget that. And they'll never forget that. It's just a great experience for all of us. And I mean, oh, it was yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes you it makes you really just happy about it now. Even yeah, for sure. For I sure. told Corey this. You know, we, that was on a Sunday. We had a member guest at AU Club that day, and we were like in between nine whole rounds, and we were all watching on TV. And you made that putt, and we like. I mean, it was insane. The AU clubs never had a cheer like that before. The pavilion was the pavilion. Electric. Yeah, it's like all these guys who have played <laughs> golf for the last forty-eight straight hours, basically all hammered, and we watched you make that putt, and everybody just went. Nuts. It was that, electric. That even makes it so much better. Like I remember coaches telling us that, like, hey, there were hundred, hundred, hundreds of guys watching that putt go in, and they're cheering you guys on, and 
it's just really cool. Like Auburn family really is a family. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think we rolled tumors that weekend. Oh yeah. All of Auburn <laughs> was watching. I mean, I watched yeah. cause yeah. that was, that was earlier in the day, you know, they show the replay on golf channel at night too. And so my wife, even when I'm watching it that night, she goes, I thought he made this. And I go, hold on, honey, you gotta be quiet. We gotta like, watch yeah, it every time. Be- <laughs> it may not go in this time. No. Be quiet. Yeah. I'm telling her to be quiet when everybody knows what's happened. Yeah, so it was fantastic. It was awesome. We watched that of hundreds of times so for sure for sure hey that's what you can tell nick that's a great recruiting tool from here on out yeah yeah especially when they're especially when they're choosing between here and the other school across the state it's like look this is what can happen right right (laughs) that's awesome man so yeah so y'all finish out you finish out your college career um how what is the transition like to go from all right I'm done playing college golf. I'm done playing team golf. Now I'm going to do my thing. Now I got to do my thing. So like t- tell, walk us through that, like what you're doing now, uh, how, how you got to change your mindset, um, this, that, and the other, you just said you're, you've just moved back to Kansas, I believe. So um, tell, kind of tell us what's going on now and, and that whole, that whole deal. So uh, we can kind of get to know more about what, the we know the pro now. I guess. We, don't, the pro we know the now. college. We know the, we know the exactly. pro. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I just finished uh, last spring. And so my next step was um, play some Monday qualifiers in the summer and play some all pro tour events that were pretty close to me. I was able to travel and play. And um, so I played in those, uh, tried to earn some cash, tried to get some Monday qualifying spots. And um, now it's just Q school mainly for a lot of guys. And kind of a lot of guys are on the same schedule right now. So gotcha. just did, uh, did pre qualifying stage two weeks ago in Prattville, Alabama, and got through. And now I'm in. Nice. Now I'm heading to Lincoln, Nebraska, in about ten days to play first stage. So sweet. I'd honestly say the mindset is. I mean, from what I've experienced, it's you go from college to pro golf. It's basically back to junior golf again, but you're playing for money and more prestige. Like right. You're, right. You're Everybody's better. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one's rooting for you no one's really rooting against you. It's just, you go make as many birdies as possible. Right. And, uh, that's kind of what pro golf is at this stage and many tours and Monday qualifying. You got to make a bunch of birdies and you can't make many bogeys. So is that something that you're comfortable with? I mean, some people, you hear some, some pros that are, you know, they get into qualifying stage and some of them like that team atmosphere. They kind of liked having that support staff around them, but then you hear some that they, they kind of like, they talk about it just like you do where they say, you know, it takes me back to the junior days of doing things. So it really, it's not out of my comfort zone because I can do it. Yeah. I mean, um, team like college golf's good for some guys and bad for some guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good for guys that need structure, need to know how to practice. Um, just basically learn how to become a pro because that's what we did at Auburn is our coaches prepared us for pro golf. Like basically, what I do now, I basically do everything I did in college, but I don't have someone telling me to do it and when to do it, basically. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the pro golf aspect because I get to set my hours. I get to do what I want to do. I get to stretch however long I want. I get to practice, play how, however much I want, and I get to prepare at tournaments, play practice rounds, and um, basically it's, it's all on me. And um, – yeah, it's pretty nice. Easy. That's awesome. So, 
you have second stage, or I'm sorry, first stage is in Lincoln, Nebraska. And that is, I guess that would be the, the week of that's next week, which would be the eight through the first, the 28th through the first. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, they, it goes top 25, go to, from where, go to where next? The second, second stage. stage is, there's a few stages, but I signed up for Dothan, Alabama. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And there's Sweet. one in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then I think there's one in Florida too. So that's just another stage. And you get. So there. do you mind me asking why you went first stage? Cause like, I think first stage here is in Mobile uh, in Alabama. Why did you want to, or did you have a fam- film? I can't even say the word familiarity with the course in Lincoln or what, what was the deal that made you want to go there for first stage? Yeah. So before I signed up for my stages, I just went up to that course in Nebraska. It's a four hour drive and played it. And I'm like, yeah, I like the course kind of went up to familiarize myself with it. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I've grown up on bent grass my whole life and I went to college and learned how to play on Bermuda. And I mean, I don't really, favor either one but i'd say i'm probably better at bent grass so that's kind of where i decided to go play my first stage makes sense gotcha there's there's small details around it i mean you can go really deep into that stuff but either way you just got to go golf your ball and shoot a good score so exactly doesn't really matter that much right all right last thing we want to talk about uh why what is probably what would you say is the your favorite course that you've you've played mm. either at Auburn or like what's the best course that you've played or your favorite top course that you played while you were there or now or before when you're in junior golf mm-hmm. what's the best course you've ever played in your mind in your opinion so just like junior golf just kind of experiences Prairie Dunes is up there um that's just because it's 45 minutes away from here and it's just one of those courses that is just very prestigious and I mean everyone kind of knows about it it's a Kansas kind of gem right um, and I, I won a tournament there that big eye so that's kind of a place that's near and dear to my heart sure um and then at Auburn we got to play so many cool courses I mean just that we're as student athletes you're blessed at Auburn and you're just I mean they they just help you out and I mean it was just a great experience for me and I mean we're just so lucky as student athletes for what Auburn does and, um, I mean, we were able to go play Augusta National twice, Oakmont. Wow. Oakmont Oakmont's definitely my favorite course I've played and um, definitely the hardest, too. That's kind of why I okay. think every hole out there is just its own little, you know, there's not really holes that you get breaks out there, and I think it's just a really cool challenge. And, um, but, yeah, at Auburn you get to play a lot of cool courses, and that's kind of a cool recruiting deal as well. You get to play Augusta twice, so. Yeah, that's kind of, I would that's say that's another, reason, another reason why I was like, yeah, I should probably go to Auburn. That's Good a really cool point. Do, so. <laughs> yeah. How did how did you play in Augusta? How do you feel like you played there? So, I think I shot, I, th- I shot a few over my first round there, and like the first round you play, it's like you don't even really care to keep score, to be honest, because yeah, you're out there and you feel like you're not even in re- like real life. You feel like you're dreaming because, and that was my first time even on property because I've never been to the Masters. The second round I shot even par, even, yeah. I shot like three over on the front and three under on the back. I tore Amen corner up, which was really cool. Atta boy. That's yeah. awesome. Nice. I'll always remember that. I mean, just playing with your best friends, your college buddies out there, really cool experience. And um, just thankful that Auburn was able to provide that for me. 
That's awesome, man. Well, uh, well, hey, real quick, <clears throat> this is something we've talked about a little bit on the show, and I'm just curious, coming from someone um, a pro status, give me like your what's your the number that you love? Like you hit a drive, you get on the fairway, you pull out your rangefinder, and like what is a number that's just like, dude, I, there's no chance I stick this outside of three feet. What well, what's that number for you? Oh man, probably. I mean, give me specific now. I want it. I want it down to the yard, like eighty four. 84 84 yeah 84 that's just one of those comfortable 60 degrees that you can just kind of it's it's not really that smooth but like it's you can definitely it's not hitting it too hard but it's definitely hitting it and then it's just perfect amount of spin it's not going to overspin you know i I love seeing anything under about 160 yards personally i think that's kind of the scoring zone (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly yeah for sure that's awesome that's awesome well dude thank you so much for taking time uh we wish you a ton of luck and we'll be following you uh through your stages uh uh next week in lincoln nebraska and hopefully you'll get down to dothan and maybe you can swing yeah. through auburn and we can uh maybe we can go uh chase the ball around at au club if you come Absolutely. through be, that'd be fun. That, that'd be we can fun. we can kill your confidence you can see a bunch of guys hit a bunch of balls in the woods how about that yeah. um, hey i have plenty of there in au club too so don't you worry yeah yeah <laughs> i may have found a few years i'm not there's sure plenty, there's plenty of opportunities for it out there absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. Well, dude, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Thanks again, and uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll talk again soon. Hey, good good luck in Nebraska, Wells. Good luck, brother. We'll knock them You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod, always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.